0: the meeting of two minds on the badger shelf we'll set the world to rights and try to find more badger puns welcome to the badger shelf hello welcome to another edition of the badger shelf
1: that's right we've made it to episode three Take that, hairs!
0: <laughs> two times we have come to the front, and two times we have successfully produced audio content.
1: Once, twice, three times a podcast.
0: Whoa, <laughs> saucy. Right. This is what people want. They want sing songs, they want jingles.
1: We are the new variety show for 2020. <laughs> 2020.
0: We need more pizzazz in our business. A little bit of the old Rasmataz.
1: Oh, we're revisiting. We're rehashing already.
0: I think I said that. I said that in the first episode. Yeah,
1: it was the second episode, <laughs> wasn't it? Goodness <laughs> yeah, me! Cut it all. Whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, what, what? It'll be on an Eddie McKenzie soundboard on a Flash website near you.
1: Oh, flash.
0: <laughs> the hours spent on new grounds. With, like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard and things like that.
1: Your life makes me sad.
0: Uh, 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 that's what we did as youths We didn't have TikToks and Twitter.
1: If we wanted TikTok, we had to go to our grandfather clock.
0: Oh! Dear, oh dear.
1: Not entirely sure of the point I'm trying to make there. It was
0: a point well made, nonetheless.
1: This has is, this is very rapidly
0: gone off the rails. <laughs> to bring it back to some sort of narrative structure, um, we have done a variety of topics so far. We've done um, bad endings. We've done bad characters. And we thought we'd bring a more positive light to things. And perhaps not good, perhaps not bad. We're, we're more neutral this week. And we're merely discussing twists.
1: Yes, well, I, I was sort of going for my personal favourite twists.
0: Well, to be honest, mine are good twists because there's not really a point to a bad twist. We don't really want to get into those. I
1: had a bad twist once. Couldn't walk for weeks. <laughs> oh boy! A little bit of a uh, little bit of late twenty-something
0: humour there for you, boys and girls. <laughs>
1: this is what happens. You think you have to wait till you're in your 70s to be an old man. It hits you after your (laughs) mid-20s. If you're lucky. The sprightly
0: youths we once were have become crippled degenerates.
1: Were we ever sprightly?
0: Um, I'm not sure if anyone would ever have described me as sprightly, but... (laughs) I had a twinkle in my eye and a spring in my step.
1: This most sprightly thing about you is you—you you look like some sort of garden gnome or elf or something.
0: <laughs> yes, I do have a calling in life. If only I enjoyed fishing, I could be an excellent gnome.
1: I mean, you've got the hat.
0: Ha! <laughs> this is true. I need the um, the colourful cagoule. What else do gnomes wear? Welly boots. They seem to just be painted in garish colours.
1: Well, You've got that down to a fine art.
0: (laughs) Tis a shame it is not a visual medium, the podcast, or our viewers, listeners. Our adoring fans would be in for a treat.
1: Would we have any adoring fans? Well. If they knew the, the goblins they were listening to.
0: I suppose that is a bit of a twist in itself.
1: Let's get a topic before we derail any
0: further. (laughs) <laughs> yes, please. Would you like to bring the first... Uh, d- before we go any further, of course, we should say, obviously, spoiler alert, um, because people need to know. Um, some of these films I might not have seen, so we'll need to check that. But some people out there might not have seen them either, even though some of mine are 20-plus years old.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing overly recent on this. So yes, fair warning. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen some of the movies mentioned, you need to get out more. <laughs> but not now. Or less. Yeah,
0: not right yeah, now. So you
1: need to, <laughs> go go get like a Netflix subscription and just watch some films. If you're if you not if you don't watch films, then why are you even involved in listening to this podcast? That's all we talk about is TV and movies. I'm pretty sure most of these will be online. I mean, huh,
0: they're all online somewhere. Yah-ha-fiddle-dee-dee, but we're legitimate gents.
1: Yes, now, let me put this rum down, and let's start with what's got to be a wonderful classic twist, Empire Strikes Back.
0: Oh, we've gone for the big daddy, so to speak.
1: Oh, that's a, well, spoiler there, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, we've
0: spoiler alerted. You just shouldn't listen anymore.
1: We've told you all to stop listening. You can't blame (laughs) us now when it's shit. (laughs) So, Empire Strikes Back. Obviously, the twist there being that there is actually a black guy in the Star Wars universe.
0: (laughs) No one saw it coming.
1: No, I'm going to have to cut that one. It's it's too real. It's too real.
0: Lando Calrissian has entered the chat.
1: (laughs) But yes, no. Um, That is one... I wish I wasn't really young when I first watched Star Wars. Now that was sort of old enough to understand how monumental and reveal that was, as like the original audiences were completely flabbergasted by the this new information. It was um, incredibly
0: shocking for audiences at the time. Uh, nowadays, it's almost part and parcel for there to be a twist in a film, especially if Mister Shyamalan is involved, but. I think back in the day, they weren't so prevalent, yieldy twist, and so it was doubly shocking.
1: Yes, I mean, like a lot of films, a lot of stories had very flat structures um, until the last few decades, really. Mm. Like, surprise endings weren't a thing until the classic story structures had been done to death. Yes. Postmodernism. Ooh. <laughs> uh, there's a phrase I hate. <laughs> but um it does come into like there's basically seven stories and every every story told is just a deviation of one of these. Yes. You know, there's like the hero's journey, there's other ones. Bear with me, I'm gonna quickly Google it and then cut all this out. <laughs> We've done no research. Flying by the
0: seat of our pants. That's the Badger Shelf Guarantee. It sounds witty and off the cuff, because it is.
1: (laughs) You should never take anything said in this podcast as fact, as we don't look anything up. We just sort of remember things and just, yeah, it's usually wrong. (laughs) And also, we we, we do present a lot of opinions as fact.
0: Yes, 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 yes. You, you, You can treat it as if you were sat... In a room with us, not part of the conversation, but adjacent, like at the next table, and we are just sat talking nonsense, and you're overhearing it, wanting to interject, but you can't, because this is a podcast. Exactly.
1: You can switch us off, though. Oh, no! (laughs) I shouldn't be telling them these these brand secrets. Don't give them the power. There are apparently seven story archetypes. Archetypes? Ah, there we go. Um, there's Overcoming the Monster. Ah. Rags to Riches. Ah. The Quest. Oh. Voyage and Return. Oh. Comedy, Tragedy, and Rebirth. Oh. So it's quite a commonly accepted theory is that these are the seven types of story you will have. Every story revolves around one of these themes. Yeah. And it's more about how to keep it fresh rather than Completely rehashing everything.
0: I mean, that's pretty much the human experience. We've spent millennia upon this earth, and we've only got seven ways of talking about it.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not <laughs> wrong.
0: What do you reckon uh, Star Wars comes under? It's a kind of a mm-hmm. mixture.
1: It is, isn't it?
0: Because you're you're overcoming the monster, which is the Empire, the
1: Sith. Yeah. Um, the quest, I suppose, voyage and return.
0: It's a lot of voyage and return. Like the first one, is very much Luke just heading off into space and becoming a hero.
1: That there's a very more specific story archetype that I've I've seen written about, which fits was, was very much Star Wars. What on earth is happening? We're doing some live research, ladies and gentlemen. So I, I I was exporting a video and it finished and started playing. So I had the the intro playing in my ear. We're nothing but not professional <laughs> mm. <laughs> on this
0: podcast we've got our producers frantically in the background looking up information as I wave my hands come on give me those facts
1: so a more <laughs> the story archetype that star wars fits very tightly into is the hero's journey mm. so that's features um always seems to have a kid without parents for some reason Yes. Um then there's the call to adventure is obviously R two with the message from, from Leia. Mm. Yeah, you know, then there's the wise master, Obi One. And there's uh, all these all these points that are in so many stories and it follows them just exactly because the original Star Wars was a bit of a ripoff of a much, much older story. Yes. Which no one can remember the name of. Unless you've you've researched it,
0: um, it was. Um, I mean, he kind of ripped off a lot of things, but it was mm. it was based on an old Japanese movie quite quite heavily. But then there's elements oh, yeah. of Western as well. Like it was kind of like a Western space opera war movie. Um, basically, all the stuff that George Lucas watched as a kid and went, "I like all these things. Can I do all these things?" And the studio went, "No." And he did it anyway.
1: I mean, like Steven Spielberg just threw some money at him going, this could be quite good.
0: Yeah. Look, we've got the money. Just let me film it. And the studio went, okay, fine.
1: I love the story that the, like the first cut of Star Wars, before he had any budget for um, special effects, there was just um, old footage of World War II planes. Oh. Which is just phenomenal, if you ask me. I want to see that cut. Oh, I would love to see that cut.
0: <laughs> There's a Hollywood exec somewhere with that reel.
1: I think um, Spielberg and George Lucas made a deal because George wasn't 100% convinced this was going to work. So Lucas says, right, well, I'll trade you um, a percentage of Star Wars for a percentage of E.T. Oh. Ah. There was really no losers in that, was there? That's a
0: pretty good deal, all in all.
1: Especially for jo- for Stephen.
0: I'm still waiting on the other eight E.T. movies in the E.T. saga, but it did well oh.
1: <laughs> et et aliens pop up in the the prequels at some point, don't they?
0: Yes, they're 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 in the Senate as a legitimate alien race. So there we are. So
1: there Very is cool. sequels long before the the sequels. <laughs> et is the last Star Wars movie. That is it, because it's the only one that wasn't a long time ago. It's a natural conclusion. The Et movie. But anyway, but yes. going back to the actual topic.
0: We... <laughs> the twistiness oh, That was a hell of a segue. That was a hell of a segue. Um but oh, a twist. Is, uh, <laughs> they never saw it coming. Um the twistiness of the Empire Strikes Back Twist is even more twisty because the only people that knew about it were George Lucas and Luke Skywalker and um uh, James L. Jones, of course. Because um,
1: I like I like how you uh, put the effort in there to remember James Aldrin's name, but then just called Mark Hamill Luke Skywalker.
0: He's Luke Skywalker. He know he knows the deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I can't remember the uh, Prowse Richard Prowse. He he. So he played Darth Vader physically. David hmm. Prowse played Darth Vader physically, and he said the line while they filmed it. Uh, Lucas gave him the script. And the line was, no, Obi-Wan killed your father. So that is what every other member of the production crew, every other member of the cast, um, because David Prowse had been very naughty and had been revealing, accidentally, snippets of stuff
1: to the press. Is he, perchance, related to Tom Holland?
0: <laughs> um, he, he was, uh, he's a very fun, charming English actor. So possibly, yes. That same energy of, oh, hello, yes, I'll, I'll tell you about... Oh, yes, I'm working on this film, Star Wars, yes, very good. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you about Star Wars.
1: And you wouldn't know anything about English actors who can't control their mouths.
0: <laughs> the charming buggers, a lot of them. Um, and, um, and it's incredible. It's this element of filmmaking espionage where... Luke Mark Hamill, I apologise, Mr. Hamill, had to hold on to that for about six months, I think, until the film actually came out. And so he was being interviewed about it and he couldn't tell anyone. And it was literally the premiere screening that the real line was heard for the first time outside the editing suite.
1: I'm not going to lie, that would kill me. Just, oh, Mm.
0: one of the greatest twists in cinematic history. And you're sitting on it. You can't tell anyone. Goddamn!
1: Of course, that's not—it's not the only twist in the Star Wars anthology. You know, obviously, in the prequels, there was the the big twist that Chancellor Palpatine was the Emperor. Ah, yes.
0: It it—they sort of didn't hide that very well, but it was still quite satisfying
1: to, to a first to a first-time viewer. Oh yes, someone who started on Episode One, it would be another twist. Ah, but then, of course, yes. the Darth Vader being Luke's dad—one isn't isn't a twist it's a very no. strange series of films as far as as far as that goes
0: the there is the issue that comes in when you start trying to foreshadow with a prequel while also referencing and working back and forth at the same time and things get a little muddy
1: and they did try and sort of force a twist in the last one as well oh God Ugh, yes <laughs> um, I mean I, I quite liked it On it one was, hand. It was
0: definitely a controversial choice.
1: The way they revealed the Emperor was still alive—spoiler alert. In hindsight, um, mm-hmm. if you haven't watched it by now, then let's face it—you're not really interested. <laughs> yes, you're, you're not. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we're really mean people who don't watch films, aren't we?
0: They had the spoiler alert. They knew what they were getting into.
1: But yes, I I think if I know the opening crawl is a fundamental part of Star Wars. But I kind of would have liked to have seen some random uniform run up to Kylo Ren and say, we've intercepted this transmission. And then he listens and he goes off searching and that's how it begins, rather than, oh my god, did you hear the Emperor's back from the dead? <laughs> what? Yes. I mean, and that's also... I get they wanted to give that that opening crawl you know, a big reveal since it's going to be the last ever one,
0: but... <laughs> it did feel a little odd it felt very um it kind of forced Mm -hmm. like here's Mm -hmm. some information you're like okay but then every star wars movie kind of opens with exposition and it has to kind of bring you up to speed but yes something like the emperor returning could have been done in film as a big reveal. i think i think so
1: i was chatting to someone about this i think if you remade the last jedi you could turned the sequel into quite a good trilogy.
0: Well, see, I quite like The Last Jedi.
1: So did I, in a bubble. Ah. But the problem is, it sort of shat on a lot of things that were set up in Force Awakens, and in turn, The Rise of Skywalker shat on a lot of things it set up.
0: Yes, it opens the question, was it worse that The Last Jedi kind of went off on its own thing, or is it worse that J.J. Abrams then went, no, no, this is my thing. And changed it all back immediately in a very clumsy uh, fashion.
1: Yes, it was very clumsy the way it was changed back. But I, th- I do think it went off in a weird direction in too many points.
0: Mm, I think it maybe was too much too soon. There were some very good parts of it, but I think yeah, overall.
1: think like, like I, like I love Star Wars. I have consumed so much from the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um. Oof kotor oh. oh but Cantina blight bored the tits off of me
0: the um the casino moon yes <laughs>
1: um yeah like, it was a quite a tense situation for those poor rebels or resistance or i forget which are they are this time the resistance <laughs> the resistance the rebels of the republic not that they're repeating things <laughs> I, it was quite a tense situation for them stuck on their sh- like last remaining ships getting hunted down and Inevitably getting blown up. It was quite a convoluted wee journey these guys went on, and there was no sort of sense of urgency about that entire scene. I, I it would have been much better if almost the entire
0: movie was set on the Star Cruiser. Without it, it, it's almost as if. What do you mean they're not going to a planet? We need a planet so we can sell toys. We need weird aliens. Um, it would have been much more bold. To have a good hour, hour and a half of that movie, the first two thirds of it at least, on the cruiser as a kind of uh, like tense war standoff thing, um, they could have had like fighters go and going, like go onto the other ship. They could have kept it all in space and done something that the series had never done before if they really wanted to push the boat out.
1: But, you know, they wanted to make a political point of look. The real baddies are the rich people. Ha, 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 ha. No, but it's Star Wars. The real baddie are the Sith. They're literally (laughs) evil. Like, they did manage to get the whole
0: war profiteering thing down people's throats. Um, And I always enjoy seeing Benicio Del Toro on screen. He's always a delight, but...
1: Yes. No, I'm not going to argue with that. It was... When we we refilm The Last Jedi after kidnapping... (laughs) All the actors. Yes. You know, Rose optional. Ooh. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I didn't mind her. I thought she was quite good. I quite enjoyed a lot of the stuff she did in the first half of the film. And then she was just sort of there to stop things and say emotional things to detract from the plot. Yeah, there was a bit of that. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm one of the first people to jump in and defend that film because I will defend anything Star Wars. It's It's gone beyond like a series of films. It is now a genre.
0: Oh, it is its own thing. It's it's a it's always a lifestyle. Star Wars. It's mm. such a rich and dense thing to get into. Exactly. But a little bits of that film are quite difficult to watch. Mm, it's an iffy one. The um, the Luke Skywalker redemption saga was rather exquisite.
1: Oh, see, that's one of the bits I thought was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and all the people
0: saying, "Oh, Luke wouldn't do that," have clearly not watched his progression through the first three films. No, not at all. (laughs) He's always been a whiny, entitled little brat. He nearly hacked his father to death at the end of the third film, because he was angry.
1: Yeah, he gave in to his anger, and he absolutely trounced Vader.
0: Yeah, he he really lopped his bloody head off until he realised what he was doing. Of course, he would have the same instincts to act uh, like that.
1: (laughs) The thing is... Luke thought there were no more Sith. Yeah. He was being manipulated from the shadows by a Sith who took down the entire Jedi Order by manipulating from the shadows. Mm. You know, he was. Palpatine was incredibly powerful. He made it so that none of the Jedi in the prequels were able to sense what was going on, which was confirmed by Yoda. Yeah. Our vision is being clouded. We need to be alert
0: which is a hell of a powerful thing to do.
1: Now if he's if he's able to do that to a Yoda, b the rest of them, c Samuel L. Jackson. The entire Jedi Council and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> he's definitely going to be able to do it to one dude by himself who's going to be unsure of himself because he's never, you know, trained people before and doesn't think there's anyone out there who a can do what is happening and be that what's happening is even possible.
0: It plays into as well Luke Skywalker's vanity and his pride and his belief that he is the special saviour of the universe. He's quite happy to think that he's destroyed all the bad guys and he's the hero and he can relax. And so when he sees what's inside Kylo Ren, it is st-
1: Which wasn't inside Kylo Ren. It was
0: just entirely fabricated. Exactly. He it's instinctual. It's sheer terror as his entire reality comes crumbling down and he's desperate to keep his uh his peace with
1: himself. Exactly. And what he saw was formulated to precisely destroy his mental well being. Indeed. You know, it wasn't a case of, oh, this kid's gonna be quite angsty in a few years, I better murder him. Mm. There was a lot of precision targeted attack on Luke's mind. Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, God, we we like Star Wars, don't we? We do. We're like
1: <laughs> like proper off the shelf nerds.
0: This is um, this is now the Star Wars podcast. Uh, the Bantha shelf. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Hmm.
1: Real talk, should we just do the rest of the episode about Star Wars and we'll come back to twists the next time?
0: I mean, that is the twist. That is the real twist. Is it a Star Wars episode? <laughs> oh, my well, God.
1: Buckle up, buckaroo.
0: Yeah, we'll come back to what we had planned. We're going to talk about Star Wars. Uh, but yeah, because we went to see um, The Last Skywalker in The Rise of Skywalker in the cinema. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting my names. The like Last
1: stuff. Skywalker Awakens.
0: The Last Rise of the Skywalker's Revenge, <laughs> um, and I no, attack of the <laughs> attack of the Skywalkers' Rise, last at, at dawn. Uh,
1: Empire. Dawn.
0: <laughs> Is it dawn. What did Dawn do to deserve this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Goodness oh, me! Oh God!
0: Um, because I'd seen it already. Had I taken myself? No, I went with Nick and Nathan.
1: That sounds like a romantic date.
0: <laughs> I bloody would love to have taken myself to see it. So you turned yeah. up
1: at your front door with flowers. <laughs> hey. Getting really annoyed that no one's answering the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yes, it's me. Um, <laughs> so I I'd already seen it, and I, I, and I was still so excited to see it again. And that's very rare for movies these days. Um, and it was just, it's just such a fun film. And it's a very flawed film because it did have the feeling of having, having watched it twice and having the hindsight of uh, thinking about it, it's a powerful tool. Um, there were definitely moments of it where you're like, okay, what? <laughs> this could have been slowed down a bit. JJ kind of forcing mm. things into place to make it work which is always a tricky thing to do. It was kind of similar to, as we've discussed, the Game of Thrones finale, where the final season was a case of just rushing to make it fit into what they wanted it to do rather than letting the story actually play out.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, you know, not even going back that far, that's never worked out for anyone.
0: Sure. Yeah. But it was also a hell of a fun movie, and it had incredible set pieces and some, like, some of those action scenes are unparalleled.
1: Yeah. no, you, For all its flaws, I will still 100% sit down and watch it again. Oh, of course. And, um, and when we eventually refilm The Last Jedi, you know, that'll be a great run all the way from, you know, episode 3 to 9. <laughs> I still maintain that I would rather sit and watch the sequels again than the prequels. Oh, of course. Like, you can get everything you need to from the prequels by playing the Lego Star Wars game.
0: <laughs> Every important element of plot is contained within a brick based universe.
1: Which brings me on to my next point, which I totally prepared for this episode. We were in no way planning on making <laughs> Star Wars games. Oh, uh, yes. Now, these are varied, I don't think begins to cover. You've got racers, you've got flight sims, you've got tactical battle games, you've got first-person shooters, classic D&D-style RPGs, actual D&D modules you can play with Star Wars, and, of course, the most wonderful genre, the Lego game. Definitely something for everyone in the Star Wars gaming sphere.
0: Considering it has been going since the NES there has been Star Wars games for as long as there have been games. It's an incredible hand-in-hand saga of entertainment.
1: I actually do have um, a Star Wars for the NES. Oh my goodness! And let me tell you, it is awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, I picked it up. I picked it up cheap in like I mean Game Station, mm. and I thought, oh my god, this must be played. I brought it home, I fired it into the NES. You start off on Tatooine. And you sort of you know, it's um it's like a side-on platformer sort of thing, but you just walk off screen and you're in a land speeder and you're going through the deserts of Tatooine. And I've never really got past that because it's just top down and there's empty desert and there's no indication of where you're going. <coughs> Goodness. So I spent a good amount of time just wildly exploring the deserts of Tatooine and have never fired that game up again ah <laughs> uh, the limitations of the Nez limitations of we need to get a movie tie in game out let's do it dear. Yeah. Oh dear. looking at you E.T. for the Atari
0: no I wasn't going to mention it that legacy lies buried in a pit in Nevada. Good. <laughs> it is the legacy of bad movie game rip-offs, where you have something like the E.T. game, where they literally couldn't give them away. Nobody wanted it.
1: <laughs> Fallout 76.
0: We're, we're giving it away free so you can give it a try. <laughs> the, the internet responds, we don't care.
1: Australia is actually now refunding everyone for the purchases en masse. Oh my god! It's beautiful. Um, what a what a palava. That should have been a good game. It's it's weird. Basically, when Fallout 4 came out, everyone said this is a good game. It's missing a lot of the RPG elements we like. It'd be good if you did like online multiplayer to to compensate, you know, so we can do parties with our pals because it's not so RPG heavy, not so story heavy. It'd fit quite well. Mm. And they sat there and go, "Hmm, I see what you're saying." So we're gonna. Get rid of all NPC interaction and add in lots of people you don't know. (laughs) Thank you, Bethesda. You have not only completely misinterpreted what we were asking for, you've taken away the one thing we asked for more of.
0: It's very, very Bethesda behavior. Um, having Having not played it, I can only go on hearsay. Is Skyrim Online not also terrible?
1: Elder Scrolls Online. Elder
0: Scrolls Online.
1: Um, I have played it. It is It is not bad. It's very generic MMO. Mm. When I when I played it, that was before any of the uh, DLC came out, any of the expansions. Um, it's actually still fairly active community in it. Okay. I might pick it up again one day when I've got time, the year 2056, when lockdown finishes. <laughs> um...
0: It did look good. It was one of these games that had an incredible trailer, and makes you just feel like it's going to be the greatest thing in the world.
1: Oh, and you had to swing us back to Star Wars, much with those like amazing trailers for <laughs> the Old Republic.
0: Yes, I hoped you would catch on to my little shindig.
1: Those trailers, I'm not going to lie, right? No, no, no attempt at being like snide or degrading to the sequels. But those trailers were better than The Last Jedi. Oh my god. They were amazing. That is not being mean to The Last Jedi. They were that good. The one... And The Last Jedi wasn't. (laughs) They're on an Imperial
0: starship, and it's the rogue like bounty hunter guy. And he's walking along the corridor in his duster, and he flips out his big old gun and just starts kicking ass.
1: You make that sound very sexual, Edward.
0: <laughs> well, he pumped those stormtroopers, didn't he? Oh, my. Oh, my. And, like, it's incredible. The scenes with the huge battles taking place and, like, the the ones where it was all the different party members coming together and all that stuff made it look like it was going to be the finest thing ever played. And then the game was released.
1: It's not The worst MMO I've ever played. Mm. And that is probably the best thing I can say about it. (laughs) A glowing review. Mm. Problem is, its main target audience, you know, the, the wonderful crossover between RPG nerds and Star Wars nerds, right, had already found their mecha in the Knights of the Old Republic games. Yeah. Or KOTOR. Thank God that made an acronym you can say, because that's a hell of a mouthful. KOTOR. KOTOR 1 and 2 were not only some of the the best examples of Star Wars games, in terms of gameplay plot, I'm going to say freedom, because you can go light or dark side without any real repercussions. Mm. You can sort of play it how you want to play it, but they are probably some of the best examples of D&D mechanics in a video game. Yes.
0: The RPG elements and the combat system are astounding.
1: Absolutely wonderful. And both games still have a very reasonably sized fan base, considering how they're, well, not the oldest of games, but there's been a lot of Star Wars games since then.
0: They're they're pushing 20 years, it must be. 90-something? No, no, no.
1: When was was Koto released?
0: I've, I'm feeling it's at least twenty years old.
1: Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Um, yes, we're getting our our research team. We should have a research team.
0: Furtive, furtive research going on in the background. We are the talent. We don't, we don't look for details. Come on, desk monkeys. Two
1: thousand
0: and three. Oh, okay, not quite as old as I thought. Still quite old. Nearly two decades.
1: That's a fair age. It is. It is old enough to have sex. <laughs>
0: Go on yourself, cell Kotor. This is one that I'll say I haven't I haven't played two, I haven't even finished one, but I feel like I know them purely from conversations with you about them.
1: I may or may not have described them vividly.
0: <laughs> A popular topic of conversation. And the games are so good that the conversation could happen with half of the party not having the requisite win- <laughs> experience to discuss the games. And they were still very well discussed.
1: You definitely have to play through them, by the way. Yes. Because KOTOR has one of the best twists in a game. Bringing it back to the real topic.
0: Oh, twists upon twists.
1: Twists upon twists.
0: Mm. If you haven't
1: played Star Wars and of The Old Republic, um, I'm going to say give it a play. If you're not into Star Wars, how have you made it this far through the episode? If you're not into RPG kind of games and just go and have a, a talk with yourself. <laughs> There's
0: someone listening still just hoping that we're about to start talking about the Sixth Sense or something. <laughs> they're desperate, right? They've, they've talked about Star Wars. They're, they're going to come back to Bruce, aren't they? They're going to come back.
1: No, this is a Star Wars episode now. We have well and truly ruined the one time Ken actually gave us a topic. <laughs> He was so annoyed he wasn't involved in the first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Ken. Poor um, Ken. Hi, Ken.
0: And we've lost another listener. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next time. and We will give it the appropriate level of focus. And we've talked about Empire Strikes Back, so we won't fall into this trap again. Hopefully. It's a trap. Hmm. There'll be sarlaccs everywhere.
1: Are you aware of the twist in the first Cold War Oh, game?
0: yes, yes, yes. It has been yes. brought to my attention.
1: So if you're going to play it and you don't know, turn off now. Turn
0: off now!
1: So the game takes place after a very large military, well, sort of halfway through, quite a big military uh, standoff between the Republic or the Old Republic, so this is set several thousand years before Star Wars Episode One and the Sith Army, the Sith space fleet Mm. and this was previously ran by the greatest sith who ever lived darth revan who has mysteriously vanished into your character with no discernible backstory (laughs) it is quite something so when you frame it that way it's a fairly obvious twist but you you, you do take people do take it for granted in games when you start off with a character and they have no backstory they have no life until you start controlling them and you just kind of accept that
0: Yeah, like the Skyrim effect. I've just woken up on a wagon.
1: And yes, yeah, waking up on a wagon. (laughs) We've all been there. I did did get a new mod for uh, Skyrim, where every time you start a new character, you can start somewhere else.
0: Oh my God.
1: In a different scenario. Brilliant.
0: Holy moly.
1: So I think I, I just tried one where, like, you're a vampire's thrall, and you've just broken free of control, and you have to try and sneak out. Oh... And it's quite a short bit, but once you sneak out, that's it. Game starts. You're in a completely different part of the map. Do what you want. You can turn off being the Dragonborn. You can do what you want. Mm. Holy moly. But yes, just a a wee plug there. I think it's called a better start or something. I will uh, Uh. will investigate that. But anyway, back to Star Wars.
0: Back to Star Wars. We keep twisting off.
1: We keep twisting off. We twisted into Star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> and now we can't even stick to that topic.
0: <laughs> Curse our natural conversationalism.
1: But yes, one of the best twists in a computer game.
0: I mean, I've not even like played it to that reveal and I'm buzzing about it.
1: You really, really do need to sit down and play it.
0: It's um it's one of these games where every time I've played it, I get to the same point and then just kind of drift off for whatever reason. Um I like like
1: Ooh, is that getting it getting around the first planet? <laughs> yeah because that's a bit of a drag <laughs> um like i get into the
0: underground and i'm fighting all the mutants and stuff and i'm like god, the uh, i'm like uh so i need to plow through that and uh carry on
1: we should do a let's play
0: oh my god we can watch me you should
1: stream it on twitch
0: you can watch me finally try and beat kotor
1: <laughs> oh my god right so here's here's the plan we'll do kotor you will be playing it and we'll get a third person. And me and this other person will be your good and bad conscience. <laughs> and you must you must appeal to me.
0: And then I will make whichever decision is more compelling.
1: I like this plan. Do we know anyone? Do we, realistically, I think we both know which side I'm going to take. Do we know anyone that's going to push for light side? <laughs> we'll do some planning after this episode.
0: Yeah, we need like a sweet, a sweethearted soul. Uh...
1: Let's go out and make new friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, all, all the people we know are vicious. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's such yeah. a good game. I've got it on disc somewhere.
1: Oh no, this computer doesn't have discs. No! A floor. I'll get it on Steam. I'm pretty sure I sent it to you on Steam at one point. Uh, yeah. That
0: does sound I, like
1: I have several times um, bought bundles of Star Wars games, and so I ended up with several copies of KOTOR 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And I have it on my phone. Oh my goodness.
0: That's what it is. You yeah. sent it to me on the phone. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it was my old phone that got stolen. Twist. Um. So I don't have it.
1: No. It's not a twist. That's barely a plot point.
0: <laughs> I don't think I understand twists. <laughs> that's a That's a problem for next time.
1: No, there's a twist.
0: <laughs> oh my. This is the thing. <laughs> Not only is Star Wars, the films, so friggin' compelling, um, but all the games, nearly all the games, are equally amazing because the content and the subject matter is so enthralling. It's almost impossible to make a bad Star Wars game, and I've played a lot of them, and they're all almost great.
1: You have to try very hard to make a bad Star Wars game. Just ask EA.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
1: All you have to do is lock all the characters anyone's wanting to actually play as behind a ridiculous grind wall that you can pay to get past. Yeah, and then start spouting off some nonsense about pride and accomplishment. Yep. To this day, the most downvoted comment on Reddit. <laughs> they did not
0: win any friends with that announcement.
1: No, it was not well-received, shall we say.
0: <laughs> and Reddit is normally so accepting.
1: <coughs> Goodness me. It is a file hive of scum and villainy.
0: But it's like you say, the the beauty of Star Wars is the amount of storytelling options within it. We've got KOTOR, which has that story-heavy RPG broadening of the universe element to it with the battles and the characters and all that kind of stuff. And right. then you've got something as simplistic as Jedi Starfighter, which is just you in a spaceship shooting other spaceships. And it's equally as compelling. And the only plot is like at the start of each little battle where it's, oh, we've got to destroy the droids. I'm I'm Ewan McGregor. Get, shoot them. Yeah,
1: Anakin. And that's it. And it's so good. It's only now that I realise I've been so conditioned by these games. If Ewan McGregor tells me to shoot someone, I'm probably just going to do it out of reflex. Yeah. some droids, Anakin, shoot them. Yes, Ewan. Yes,
0: because <laughs> that's a game I used to play constantly on on the GameCube Cube, uh, Jedi Starfighter, and it was there were only like four battles in it or something. You know, there was like Naboo. no, you just couldn't
1: get past level four.
0: Oh my god, that's probably it. <laughs>
1: Um, like, there was like a Naboo one, and there was... Or is this just another case of Nintendo cutting out all the violent bits?
0: Oh god, don't talk to me about Wolverine.
1: Oh god,
0: yeah, that as well. That was equally bad. The bloody Wii.
1: I was very horrified when I found out the Wii version of The Force Unleashed cut the pivotal scene where he drags the Star Destroyer out from the sky.
0: Yeah, I had no idea until you talked to me about that scene. And I was like, oh, the cutscene was great. You were like, cutscene?
1: <laughs> no, on the PlayStation you have to pull the controller back. It's quite intense. I was like, what? Why?" Of all the consoles, to just turn that into a cutscene, why the one that is so centrally about motion control?
0: <laughs> that like, really was. Even
1: on the Xbox, you, you did it with the analog sticks. At least you did it.
0: Mmm, bloody nonsense. It was a good game, though, Force Unleashed.
1: It was a good game. It was a good game.
0: Didn't play the second one, but I imagine that was pretty good, too. It was just the simple joy of finally learning Force Strangle. Force Choke. Force Strangle. Goodness me. Um, finally learning Force Choke and picking up a Stormtrooper and dangling them over the edge and just letting go. Ha, <laughs> ha,
1: Now, if you enjoyed Force Unleashed, uh, Star Wars Fallen Order... Oh, it looks sublime. It's such a good game. It's like a tightened-up version of that. It's more toned down, so you don't become this ridiculous force explosion. (laughs) Who could wipe out the Empire single-handedly? Throughout the game, there's always this sort of, yeah, you're a powerful Jedi and you have all these abilities... But, you know, you kind of have to pay attention or you're still going to get shot and mm. bleed out because you're mortal. <laughs> yes. It's such a well-put-together game. Story, absolutely grand. Nothing nothing majorly groundbreaking. Oh, there is a big twist in it, actually, but I'll leave it at that. Oh, back to the twists. Back to the twist. There's always got to be a twist now.
0: You can't, you, you can't really do anything without a twist these days.
1: Modern world. It's, it's kind of got to the point where you go and see a movie, you know, you get through all the setup and you're sitting there going, ah, there's going to be a twist. He's going to do this and here she's going to do that.
0: <laughs> In fact,
1: he's actually his own uncle. You know, you don't, you don't really get a film where you just sort of sit down and watch a film anymore.
0: Doing research for this episode, I was looking at lists of twists. Lists of twists. And, um,. So many of them weren't even bloody twists. They were just stuff that happened. And I'm reading them like, do you know what a twist is?
1: Yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a twist and thing that happened that you didn't expect.
0: Yes. So many of them were, and this character died. I'm like, what? That's not, what?
1: That's not a twist. Yeah, tell that to George RR R. Martin. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, but. His can be twists because it's misdirection. That's the important part. If a character just dies, then that's just plot.
1: Well, this this is a this is an important discussion that we really need to dedicate an entire episode to.
0: Yeah, we'll cut cut that little soundbite and put it into the <laughs> next time.
1: That'll be the advert for this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, can we call this the twist episode and people will think it's about twists.
1: I'm going to call it the twist part one.
0: (laughs) Amazing. My favorite game of all time, possibly, it's definitely top five, is Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Oh, yes. And to me, not, not just because I wasted so many hours on it as a kid, I replayed it again as a smelly older kid and it holds up. And it's it's beautiful. The story is unbelievable. The gameplay mechanics are delicious. And it's just so much fun. And this is what's so great about the Star Wars universe. It is just fun. And it's satisfying. And it's an incredible story and universe to have characters exist in. And now I want to play Jedi Academy again.
1: <laughs> well, there's
0: absolutely nothing I'm going to argue with there. It's just perfect. And sneaky little Cal Catan. Yeah, I see you. From the previous King, Jedi Knights. Again,
1: weirdly sexual.
0: <laughs> I am weirdly sexual. This is the vibe. Uh, oh God, I've I've creeped myself out. Oh, dear. But yes, Star Wars, the reason it's lasted for three decades and nine movies and countless books and comics and TV shows. I'm watching, yeah, I'm watching The Clone Wars just now, and it makes the, the prequels fun like it makes the prequels universe really cool and I'm like damn you
1: it nearly makes the prequels
0: worth it I'm like why am I interested in Anakin Skywalker now why am I invested in the clones but it's so good and that is an example of Star Wars in the right hands telling the right story and it just all comes together and it's perfection
1: for some bizarre reason Star Wars TV shows have just been so much universally loved Mm. compared to the films.
0: It's the son of long-form storytelling allows the universe to be better uh, navigated.
1: Exactly, yeah. It's the same reason that the RPG games work so well with it. Mm. So rich. I keep saying, Star Wars isn't a franchise. It's a genre (laughs) by this point. It's,
0: yeah, you can get so much out of it. The extended universe. And
1: thanks to the moose, we're going to get a lot <laughs> Mickey the Moose. God bless Mickey.
0: I'm. I mean, the next one is going to be Taika Waititi's. Um, he's going to be directing and the the next standalone Star Wars film. Have you finished the Mandalorian? Not quite. Ah, well, he directs the final episode of the season. Okay. Um,
1: I'm a few episodes away from that, and it's great. I haven't started it yet.
0: God. Andrew, why have you got Disney Plus and you're not watching the Mandalorian?
1: I, I would have watched it in preparation for this episode if I knew in any way, shape or form what the topic was going to be.
0: <laughs> well, um, you've not seen it, so we'll not actually discuss it. But the Mandalorian is an incredible example of why the Star Wars Universe works so well. It doesn't there are no Jedi, there are no Sith, there are no like famous Star Wars characters but it yeah. feels like a Star Wars thing because that, that is at the heart of the whole Star Wars saga. He's built this universe and made these rules and created this world. And it, it has almost no reference to any of the actual Star Wars films, but it feels like a Star Wars thing because it's just, it's just such a powerful aesthetic. And it's got a bounty hunter going pew pew and kicking ass. It's, it's it's really good. Get it get it watched. You can talk about it on the twist episode.
1: Oh, now I know there's a twist.
0: Ah, no. No. Now I know there's a twist. <laughs> IT crowd did a good thing about twists. I need to watch that episode again. i just watch all of it again. Goddamn. It would be rude not to. It would. It would.
1: Rude to poor, poor Richmond.
0: Oh, Richmond. He's, he's still in that basement, they say. Goth to boss. Goff? <laughs> Are you a goth? I can help. Goth to boss. This is Sandra. She used to hang out in graveyards. Now she's a middle manager.
1: <laughs> this has gone rapidly off course again. Yes. Let's let's draw a close to our apparently Star Wars episode. The real twist. The real twist. And we shall see you all next time for... I don't know. Let's talk about twists next time, since we did all this prep. (laughs) We
0: shall actually do the episode we planned to record next time. This has been a brief diversion into the wonderful world of Star Wars.
1: At no point did we ever promise to do this professionally.
0: (laughs) You knew what you were getting into. It's called the Banjo Shelf, for God's sake.
1: We're here for the chat. Well, thank you very much for listening, if you've managed to make it through all that. And, uh... Yeah, we'll see you next time. I think it's only
0: fitting to say, may the Force be with you.